1: now you're extreme i am extreme it's all shit uh, uh, this shit is bananas B A N A N A S. this shit is trump T R U M P A N A N A S. what
2: i don't know i don't even know
1: Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Pandemic Politics. I'm Julie and I'm Brandy And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in coronavirus politics like we're talking about reality TV. Two weeks, ma'am Oh my god. Two
3: gotta, weeks till the election.
0: It's there.
3: You know, I don't I was going to say regardless of who wins, but I but I, I don't think I don't think so. <laughs> I would say if and when Joe Biden and Kamala Harris win, mm-hmm. I mean other than just the the larger implications, the the macro of it all. Yeah. I mean, we have to do a micro celebration like about our own anniversary of sorts because we we started this podcast after Trump got elected before uh-huh. he was inaugurated. And now it's we're through the four years we're through the fire that's crazy through the fire through the wire
1: well through the fire i definitely feel as long as joe biden wins everything's gonna be okay and I mean everything from every
3: uh, single one of our problems including weight problems drug problems alcohol problems personal
1: problems Uh, yep our
3: eyesight all getting
1: better all getting better literally everything can get better as long because it's gonna be the the beacon the light that shows that things can get better things don't have to stay the same and they never do they don't the pendulum
3: will swing motherfuckers but I did see a quote On Twitter via the Read report the readout
1: Yes the readout
3: basically PM Joy mm-hmm. so our Good friend Cornell Belcher Oh yes. really really good friend yeah, One of our best totally, friends yeah. He went on um, Joy Reed's show Her PM Joy readout show mm-hmm. and said That well, even though Trump won't be there The Trumpism And the Trump dogma will remain Oh
1: so after Biden Kamala become President vice president it's not just going to be like everything's going to be like all the white supremacy has gone. Right. All the da da do. No. And we are prepared for. The t- and he said specifically the Trumpism. Oh, that'll be there. So then I had that'll to read the
3: subtweet and go, guess we won't be changing our theme song
1: because <laughs> oh, shit will still be Trump Anna's. That's true. Yeah. And I did hashtag Trump and okay, I did good. think it was clever. That <laughs> is true.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is true. There's going to be a lot of dumb like we're protesting now. Like maga hat, white, oh God. grotesque rapist yeah, walking his, down the street. His base will still be there. You know, and what the I mean? base they is going to—they don't disappear—and they're not going to just drift off into the shadows. They're going to feel emboldened, and they're going to feel that they want to be and need to be heard the way Antifa is heard, the way right. Black Lives Matter is heard, and they're going to pretend that they're the same. Well, I, that's what I'm betting. I'm betting they're going to pretend and act like they're the same.
3: Our micro celebration will not include changing of the theme song yet okay great so we will you know we'll let things settle we'll let the dust settle we'll let the the glitter settle yeah and the confetti and then we'll see where things stand and we're not just going to be robots we're going to be truth to power (laughs) Biaches. truth to power so we got some treats this week. Yeah, some really, really special, special treats. I mean, I thought it was a it was a lovely week for treats. <laughs> now, Mama, you remember Lauren J, uh-huh. the star who did did the TikTok? Oh my God! Yeah. Now we <laughs> we we do not support TikTok, <laughs> no. but it was really Lauren who she really put us on the fence oh there. Oh my because God! Because <laughs> we were so I was like uh- flattered and thought it was so hilarious. She basically took our Patreon podcast. A, like a a little part of it, however many two minutes or something. And then she did a TikTok to it. We didn't even know how TikTok fucking works. No. So and we we were gonna we need like a non TikTok format, Lauren, so we can tweet it out.
1: Oh right, right. We
3: don't want to tweet out right. any TikTok links. Right. But she's a star and
1: made us Oh my God, we, it was so funny. Yeah,
3: she was great so great you you really feel like you've arrived when you do feel <laughs> like
1: you've arrived when someone takes your audio yeah. and does their own version mm-hmm. of it they
3: do it for um jeffree star <laughs> and all the fucking creatures if the yeah. youtube creatures get it then yeah you know we should get it because yep. we're creatures mm-hmm. so lauren um meow meow gave us super generous gift cards you got 7-eleven and Ugh. i got ulta
1: isn't that just? I mean, if that's not being seen, I don't know what I is. know, you know it's what I mean. The, it's
3: the podcast in I a mean. nutshell. Now this is Lauren and her husband. <laughs> oh my god, in the dog. Yeah. Uh huh. And th- so here's the letter that she wrote. Lauren, thank you so much for these gift cards. It's, yeah, that is so generous. We're so stoked, and you know, part of our corona coping is is shopping, okay. <laughs> okay. especially when we're trying not to right now. In the next, you know, few weeks It's two weeks, but we've already been doing it a week Leading to the election We're trying to get
1: sober-ish
3: mm-hmm. Yeah But we're getting sober off of alcohol That's right Um, Just to, like, cleanse the system And so the shopping helps The shopping. Oh helps, my god, shopping Mau-Mau. is Mama <laughs> goes into <clears throat> power Jewish mode And she needs <laughs> she, she And she can get her shopping fix Grocery store yeah. You might think, how could someone
1: get their shopping fix at 7-Eleven No, she can She can <laughs> She can and she will You know, I love I, I don't know what it is I guess it's yeah It's the Phyllis in me You know what I mean you love that shopping I love a Target <laughs> I love a Best Buy I love a Bed Bath & Beyond You love a grocery store I love a grocery store I love a TJ Maxx I love yeah. a Marshalls <sighs> We grew up in Marshalls Okay I love it um, Hi Julian Brandy I hope it's okay I'm writing in cursive It's But you haven't stepped foot In a TJ Maxx or Marshalls Since the Rona. Not since, since the Rona. No No No
3: but I haven't I, stepped I will. foot in one in years And the
1: only time I probably have gone Is with me i out to get like dog beds <laughs> Oh my god you can get men I love get You know they the, have the, men's products that are yes, all randomly There yes, and they have no the men's products yeah. and they have Men's shirts and yeah. shorts And you know what I mean yeah I like to get sw- Like sweats there mm-hmm. There's just listen they're the discontinued Brand names End up in the Marshalls and the TJ max The product shelves are like strewn and hewn
3: and oh my God. and you're just Strewed like weird and this bumble and bumble does this look dirty oh. i'm gonna get it <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's like why is this all scraped exactly. up is this has this been rolled on oh. gravel and did they find this underneath a car and slapped
1: a price tag on? oh it? yeah and you're like do you have sebastian and they're like we do have one it's all one there's one hairspray of it in the back it's exactly. twenty-seven thousand ounces and we got it from the store that was closing and they used it right. as their window display yeah exactly great <laughs> Um, okay. It's uh, I hope it's okay. I'm writing in cursive. It's my go to, but I realize most of my notes end up looking like a prop out of <laughs> out of memento. And I wanna say, just interrupt <laughs> again.
3: We got the envelope was a gorgeous, like I swear she probably said her wedding invitations in this as gold. Oh my inside. god, wow. Um Meow Meow saw it was from Hawaii. We were on the phone, she picked up the mail. I said, Is it from Reed? <laughs>
4: yeah. And she was
3: like, No. So I looked at the thing to see oh who's this from Look at how beautiful she writes on this envelope. I was Uh like, this writing, I'm like, it might not be read, but it probably is an Asian because that (laughs) writing is on point. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Look how she put
1: the slash through the zero. Uh,
3: And I'm going to start doing that. Yeah. Because I do the Uh, slash through the seven. Yeah, me too. And I want to start doing the zero slash. It's beautiful, Lauren.
1: Beautiful. I am super. Not Asian, by the way. But (laughs) that just proves we can all do it. We can all do it if we put our mind to it. We can. I am super delinquent on sending you guys a pic and gift and letter. I know it's too early for holiday cards, but I already ordered mine because I've lost my goddamn mind (laughs) due to 2020. I hope you like it. It's me and my husband, Andrew, and our 1.5-year-old French bulldog, Bibi. And she is our pride and joy. My goddaughter calls me Auntie BB. That's cute. Yeah, that's (laughs) right. I've been listening since 2018. Immediately listened to your entire library back to 2016 and couldn't wait to sign up for the Patreon. You guys make me laugh, cry, cry from laughing and bring so much joy to us all. Julie and Brandy classics such as Crunchy City, (laughs) You Bother Me, Oh, You Bother Me. vuv clicky vuv clicky i love vuv clicky wow i love vuv clicky <laughs> and i put on my Airvay veille <laughs> and i drink vuv clicky are so pervasive in my heart and mind that even my friends and family say your catchphrases love you both so much lauren J. that is so nice and her picture is so cute yeah. bb's cute yeah
3: now she says she grew up in plano which i love lauren i can't she said she likes hearing my stories of texas Plano is like Top of the pops for me It's outside of Dallas It was so many Plano people Went to Texas Tech Mm. And Plano is just Every girl is beautiful Mm. Everyone is rich It's like oil money And just It's the hottest guys Best football Just It's the peak of Texas You know Plano It's just cool I'm telling you Now she lives in Hawaii Nice life Lauren Nice (laughs) fucking life bitch So then we got From Ellen Norville. Okay, and I'm gonna assume it's from her baby JJ too. Mm -hmm. We got Heather's tummy teas. Oh, for irritable bowel syndrome. Oh my god! Why did we not open this last night when we needed? We needed the bowel tea last night, Ellen. We were googling. We had super dieters tea. We had weight release tea, but we needed. A bowel soothing tea. And I think, you know, which one of us needed it. Okay. And now we have this whole thing. She's opening it right now. She's so stoked for her tummy tea. Ooh. Let's do a smell. Oh, it's peppermint. And I oh love, I love peppermint tea. Oh God. That's so good. <laughs> These are huge tea bags too. Beautiful. Okay. Then she sent us two t-shirts Ooh. from action.
1: Park. I mean, put, let's put those on. We talked about it on our Patreon podcast. Yep, and the, and the t-shirts look, they have the insignia, they look 80s. They are so cute. So cute.
3: It's like such a great, great, great oh, gift.
1: God, I love it. And she says, Julie and Brandy, wow, I can't believe it is taking me this long to send you all a picture for the Drug Den bulletin board. Please excuse the self-indulgent picture of me and my 11-month-old JJ, but I'm usually behind the camera and I wanted him... Included because he's been along for the DGP and Patreon ride since he was in utero. My husband doesn't listen, but he does call JJ's classmates the burrs and gurs and his daycare skewer. <laughs> so that's a win. Are
3: you going to take JJ to ski?
1: That's great. <laughs> uh, babe, I'm taking JJ to skewer. <laughs> As a teeny blue dot in the red Lady G loving state of South Carolina, your podcast reminds me that there can be community no matter where you are geographically i have included my favorite mint tea to help julie with her ibs and two action park comfy teas because i will never get over the extreme wave pool or the level of no fucks given and shit thank you for keeping me laughing through years of the trump administration ivf and fertility treatments that gave us jj and just crippling anxiety in general love ellen and jj norville oh.
3: that is not a self-indulgent picture That's it's so nice. amazing Oh, that is so cute. Like J.J., <laughs> oh my the God. South Carolina baby, oh. who clearly, like, was created in our honor.
1: Created in our <sighs> honor. And if Amy Coney Barrett had anything to do with it, apparently you'd be in jail.
3: Yeah. You know, so the new Supreme Court that? Justice wants to make IVF uh, a, a crime. crime.
1: By the way, the card she sent that she wrote on is, like, this funny card that has um, oysters and lemons on it, and now I want oysters.
3: Yeah, which we also have talked about on the Patreon, how mm. how oysters are really just a delivery system for <laughs> cocktail sauce and horseradish, yeah. and we get deeply offended when someone could bring over beautiful, like, the most expensive oysters of all yeah. time, and they have some kind of shallot oil, and Please. we're like, take this vinegar and fuck off and go get, go to the grocery store yeah, now and get right. cocktail sauce and, and horseradish. Radish. Oh, Ellen, it's so... Fucking cool to hear about. I don't know. Did DGP babies and IVF yeah. and just her feeling like she couldn't have a kid and it wasn't going to yeah. work and yeah. I'm sure it was just a, just a total roller coaster. And but because of us, she was able to. Conceive. I know. It's just a mar- we're miracles. If they're miracle babies and someday and we're the ones who provide the miracles. We really. are.
1: We do. We're miracle. We're miracle <laughs> providers. Miracle workers. You know when.
3: Covid's like, over.
1: Yeah, I think there should be a meetup of everyone from the DGP and all their babies. I think everyone. Needs oh my to meet god! Their now, babies. now that
3: would get me out. So last but not least, Sasha Flick. <laughs>
1: okay. <Now> one <laughs> of the original fourteen.
3: Okay, uh, yeah. Major fourteen. We mm-hmm. know and love Sasha. The pick is on the bulletin board. Mm-hmm. She's deep in our hearts. Now on the Patreon, I talked about how you bought me a Rubik's cube, mm-hmm. knowing that I could. Master it and do it. Would make the move to do it. Yeah. Because you could, anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. But you just have to want to. Right. So you knew mm-hmm. I wouldn't be denied. I'm down to four minutes on the Rubik's Cube. Ma'am mixes it up. Mm-hmm. And then I do it. Right. We're going to make a video and then is just going to fast forward it just so that you can see my hands going mm-hmm. fast and get the gist. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to sit and watch even a minute long video. So right. we're going to do it. But Sasha, being the thoughtful angel that she is, sent a personalized mm. Rubik's. It is so cool. Yeah. It is so cool. Thank you Sasha. I feel really seen and it me because I was like nobody wants to see the stupid video. Nobody cares about my stupid Rubik's cube. I beep, mean, beep, beep, beep. right. But now I do feel I'm like, yeah, I want to do the video. I mean, I want to. I want to just do the video, post it. And be like suck it bitches Even though that's just so stupid It's like okay anyone well, can learn to do I would think it.
1: that people want to see especially like the, the How far you've come and that you can That you really can do the Rubik's Cube and I mean there's we'll tons your, of videos your
3: online If anyone feels like they're interested The Rubik's they sell them at Target And you can go and you can Look at the videos and look at strange Young boys hands right. As they teach you and mm-hmm. walk you through the moves And it's been pretty satisfying I, I really really like it a lot and i'm super excited about this now this is a whole another animal sasha because you do learn by colors so i'm gonna have to practice like a special technique with this one there's one red side and one green side to give you like an anchor right but i'm scared to mess it up for now because i'm like oh my god I well just, but i can get it back together I can yeah it. i know how to get i know how to get all rubik's <laughs> keys back together i just know how <laughs> exactly just know how now so don't worry about it now it's time for the shitty week in corona
5: guess what bitch <laughs> corona back
1: This shitty week in Corona, America is still coming in at number one in the World COVID Olympics with over 8 million confirmed cases and over 200,000 deaths. Great. There's more people dead from Corona than the entire cities of Hollywood and Burbank combined. And health officials are saying that the next six to 12 weeks might be the darkest yet of the whole pandemic. How fucking disturbing is that? It's so fucked up. And there's clearly a more articulate
3: way to say it, but the only thing that my brain can ever compute when I think about the endless everything that's happened to all of us is, wow, this is so
1: fucked up. There's 5,000 different tests, and we have no idea which tests are reliable. Um, And each state is in a different corona phase. So in terms of their testing protocols, lockdowns, and crowd regulations. Like, some states don't require masks, and some states do, thank God. And some states are opening schools all the way, and some states are only doing remote learning. Some states are opening bars, some states aren't. Pretty much every state has allowed restaurants to open if they can meet certain requirements. Like... Here in California, no restaurants allow seating inside. So it's parking lot dining alfresca for us. And please believe we sit our masks asses right down on the filthy tarmac and we order fajitas with tableside guac, extra large salsa, a side of sour cream and a personal fan and they bring the shit because it's 300 degrees in LA and that ain't cute when you're eating in a parking lot. Not at all and I'm sure the people seated near us don't
3: want our Corona fan blowing on them but I'm like don't even worry about a cupcake because we will not be sharing a shred of our personal breeze that we ordered that was rolled over so Julie and I wouldn't fucking sweat at the goddamn El Torito. That's right. Also in California, bars are closed, gyms are closed, estheticians are closed, schools are closed, and we can't have parties or gatherings of more than three couples, but people are doing it. People are doing all of it Mm -hmm. they'll sneak you in for your Botox they'll sneak you into the gym to do a private training they'll sneak you into a birthday dinner and allow more than six people at the table Mm -hmm. you know the vibes people are being responsible and hanging out with groups of other responsible people that they trust have been staying at home but it's not allowed Uh,
1: no 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 oh also no movies no concerts no festivals no events no parties no comedy shows no auditions no job interviews no creative meetings no pitch meetings no logistical meetings And at this point, meetings are pointless anyway because none of these network execs or production managers or ad agencies or agents managers know what the fuck is going on and it's impossible for them to predict which projects are even going to see the light of day, much less which networks are even going to be still around in three weeks from now. (sighs) During this quarantine, Brandy and I have done sizzle reels for three different shows to be pitched to three different networks. And every other day, it's... uh, True TV is going back to true crime, and the Travel Channel wants to get away from travel shows, and HGTV wants hilarious people to watch TV shows and comment, and even though you invented that genre, they've already cast the show with all men, and they don't want you, but also they've tried to audition for the Julian Brandy type, (laughs) but then they go ahead and cast them with men.
3: I mean, that's literally happened to us. And the point of the whole thing is we need a stimulus check and so does the rest of the fucking country people are being evicted and losing their businesses and dropping into
1: poverty yeah and what the fuck is the hold up oh my god i mean the situation with the second coronavirus stimulus bill is very convoluted and confusing but i'm gonna try and give you a quick and dirty synopsis okay um basically the house of representatives is in control of the budget and money Any type of relief bill must go through them first, so Nance Palos, the Queen, who is the Speaker of the House, is responsible for negotiating with the White House and the Senate in order to get a bill that everyone can agree on. But the House is controlled by
3: Democrats, and the Senate is controlled by Republicans, and Trump is so fucking annoying that she dusted him and literally hasn't spoken to him in over a year. That's a fact. So when she negotiates with the White House, she's actually doing it with the Treasury Secretary, Steve Mnuchin, and the White House Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows. Mm. She's not doing it with Trump. She's doing it with them. But the problem is Trump changes his mind behind the scenes every five hours about the stimulus bill. And what he tweets doesn't match what Nance Pelosi is hearing from Steve Mnuchin and Mark Meadows. So, for example, on October 6th. It is now if you're listening to this on the day it comes out Two weeks from the election it's October 20th on October 6th Exactly two weeks ago Trump Tweeted I have instructed my Representatives okay side note That's Mnuchin and Meadows To stop negotiating until After the election when Immediately after I win we will pass A major stimulus
1: bill that focuses On hardworking Americans and Small businesses aka Huge businesses right So just to give you guys some context He posted this tweet after months and months of negotiations. Way back in May, the House Democrats and Nance Pelosi passed a $3 trillion Corona relief bill. Mitch McConnell refused to take it to the Senate for a vote. So the House Democrats reworked it and came significantly down to a $2.2 trillion bill. Then the White House via Steve Mnuchin and Mark Meadows counteroffered a $1.6 trillion bill.
3: Yeah, and when Nance Pelosi didn't immediately accept the counteroffer, Trump threw a fit and said he's not going to fuck with it until after the election. And then five days later, he tweets that he might be willing to approve aid for airlines and small businesses that could be paid for with money left over from the previous stimulus package back 1,000 years ago when we all got that $1,200 check. Who God, that feels like that was six years oh. ago now. How is there even any money left over? Because all the Republicans would have us believe that the debt, the deficit, I don't know. They would act like they couldn't afford this, but if there's money left over from the other stimulus right. package, of course, roll it on over. Do it like you're rolling over your T-Mobile minutes. I mean, <laughs> it's, I don't understand what they're doing with the leftover money anyway, and if there's any leftover money, just chop it all up and divide it between us all and send yeah. it on through the mail. But of course, Nance Pelosi was having none of it. She's not waiting in the wings like some hungry tiger for his cheap $3 piecemeal bill. She said she's not going below $2 trillion, and they can all go suck a fucking dick. It's two freaking weeks until the election, and there's no reason for Democrats to compromise. You're going to hear that 900 more times before this segment is over. So get <laughs> into it, everyone. This is on Trump and the Republicans. If they want to win votes, then they should approve a generous bill that actually protects people, provides food for all the food insecure, and that number has doubled. People are fucking literally starving. Mm. And a bill that sends everyone immediate monetary relief in the form of the stimulus check. And in fact, while you're at it, go ahead and send two checks. That's right. Or be prepared to be voted the fuck out of the White House and out of Congress. Because it's not the rich Republicans keeping them in office. I got news. It's the working class Republicans. And guess what? They're waiting for their goddamn (laughs) stimulus checks.
1: That's right. That's right. Now, here is Trump on the local news in Wisconsin trying to fool the exact voters that Brandy's talking about and pretend he's down for a huge bill. Don't forget, he countered $3 trillion, all the way down to $1.6 trillion.
5: But Nancy Pelosi does not want to do it. All right, let me ask you. I mean, you- I wish your governor, I wish your governor would call up Nancy Pelosi and say, do it. She wants to hold it till after the election. And I think it's bad for the Democrats. And but Governor Iverson... Ready- if they sent a bill over, I am ready, willing, and able. And I wanted a higher number than she wanted. What's your number? I'd go higher than her number, and who knows what <laughs> her number is, but if you said- the uh, level. If you said a trillion eight, if you said two trillion, if you said two trillion two, she many has. numbers, I'm willing to go higher than that.
1: I mean, I honestly <laughs> forgot
3: her name was Nancy wow. Pelosi. I swear <laughs> wow, to God, when he wow. said Nancy Pelosi, I'm like, who's he talking about? <laughs> I'm
5: like, whoa, her name
3: is actually Nancy Pelosi. I mean, and by the way, he's the one I just read the tweet. Where he said we're waiting until after the election. (sighs) Then he says she wants to do it. Mm -hmm. The counter offers on the table. 2.2 is on the table. What's your number? You're going to go higher than 2 You're going to go higher than 2.2? Well, no,
1: because you already did 1.6. Right. He's a fucking liar. The Republicans want to hoard money and not help anyone and blame Nancy Pelosi and the House Democrats for why there's no stimulus checks. And they think they can lie in public and pressure the House to approve a shitty bill and then let Trump sign his name on stimulus checks in order to buy votes. Meanwhile, there are tons of other pieces of the COVID relief package that are ignored and left out of their bill. They might agree on stimulus checks and airline relief bailout money and small business loans. But the main things the Democrats want in the bill, but the Republicans don't want to pay for are one state unemployment benefits of 400 to $600 a week. And you guys need to listen up to these this list because even
3: Meow Meow and I have been sitting around going, what is what's. We had to do the research on this because it was like, wh- what's the sticking point? Where's the stimulus check? Right. And so we did the research. We found out this list. So when anybody tries to fuck with you in the next two weeks, like the Democrats are holding up the checks, <laughs> best be ready with this list. Yes. Go, meow, out okay. Number one. So
1: we got number one, which is the unemployment be- benefits of $400 to $600 a week. So if
3: everybody in the country is to get those benefits, the federal government needs to send each state. The money for that, right. like every state doesn't have the money to give anyone who's unemployed, Right you know, and we're not even fine. Four hundred fine, right? You know, that'd what I be mean? great. But but a lot of the
1: Republicans want zero in un- extra unemployment benefits, right? Okay, number two, funds for comprehensive coronavirus tracing and testing. Obs. I mean, just obs. Just okay. Three, expanded 2020 tax credits for low-income Americans. Yes. That should be obvious. Yes. And and this is for next year. Right. And how much will that help? Oh, my God. If you don't owe a million in taxes or if you just, just, just to not owe anything in taxes would be helpful for, for people. Any kind of credit would be such <sighs> a big deal. We're all looking to be majorly fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Four. A 436 million dollar dividend among the states weathering significant hardships in their budgets due to coronavirus Donald Trump hates this and calls it a blue state bailout because the only states he wants to help are the swing states because he doesn't actually want to help anyone he just wants to help himself win mm. number 5 $57 million in child care aid to first responders, frontline workers and people who work outside the home, but whose children are doing remote learning due to the pandemic, which is a huge one. I mean, like you've got nurses and doctors
3: and people who, wow. who have to go to work, waiters, waitresses, right. you know, and they, and they fly to atten- whoever, right. They go to work and then they're, but now their kids right. are all at home. Now you've got to hire someone to come yep. sit with your stupid kid while it's doing a stupid remote learning and people can't afford it. And How are they? They can't afford it. There should be definitely, oh, to God. me, that is that's what that to me really shows the difference between Democrats and yeah. Republicans. Yeah. That, Absolute, yeah, that understanding of like a working class family, right. just a working
1: family, right, who needs help with childcare. Yeah. So look in the mirror, Republicans. And lastly, six liability protections for businesses to protect them from COVID-related lawsuits. Right. So you you need
3: to go to work, but then you get corona, then you try to sue
1: because right. you because
3: it's. You know people get litigation happy and you know listen we're all looking for that easy buck but it's just like there does need to be protections for that and democrats are looking to do it and that's also a sign of democrats understanding people want to go back to work and not treating people like right. well once they
1: get unemployment they're not going to want to work right they're all in the dole they're on the dole well you know what nance Pelosi and the democrats aren't going to have it so those are the finite things
3: that nance Pelosi doesn't want to be taken out of the bill okay Stimulus checks are all well and good, but they aren't enough. People who are in danger of losing their homes or being evicted will take the entire check when they get it and immediately give it to that. And then what? The childcare aid could be the difference between someone being able to continue working or having to quit because their kid is staying at home doing remote learning. And if the Republicans don't want to fucking give it up, then of course the Democrats should wait until after the election. That's twice you've heard it. They have the leverage. The Democrats have the leverage. And this is exactly what Republicans would do if they had the advantage. Yeah. (laughs) Let them stick to their evil, greedy, white supremacist guns. And when people who are broke and starving and jobless and almost homeless go to the polls, who do you think they're going to vote for? It's not going to be Donald Trump. And it's also not going to be whatever Republican incumbent senator is sitting up in their fucking office and sitting on the ballot. No. And you know what? Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, Susan Collins, Martha McSally, Corey Gardner, Joni Ernst, Ben Sass, Tom Cotton, we're looking at fucking you.
1: Woo! That's right. And the Republicans are so good at lying and spinning and controlling the narrative that they can even get Democrats to question and blame Nancy Pelosi for the delay on the relief bill. Listen to this clip from when Nance Pelosi was on CNN with Wolf Blitzer and keep in mind everything we just told you in this segment and get ready to get WAP.
6: Members of your own caucus, Madam Speaker, uh, want to accept
0: this deal, $1.8 trillion. What I say to you is, I don't know why you're always an apologist. And many (laughs) of your colleagues apologize for the Republican position. What's wrong with $1.8 trillion? Wait, I, you know what? Do you have any idea what the difference is between do. the spending that they have in their bill the and <laughs> that we have in our bill?
6: Is that what this is all about? Uh, not allow the president to take credit if there's a deal? With
0: all due respect, and you know we've known each other a long time, you really don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. These are
6: incredibly difficult times right now, uh, and we'll leave it on that note. Thank you so much yeah.
4: for joining no, us. We'll
1: leave it on the vote that you are not right on this, Wolf. And the underwear is <laughs> soaked. Okay. I mean, please. Nothing will
3: put me to sleep at night better than her saying, with all due, you don't know what you're talking about. How dare fucking Wolf Blitzer (sighs) and his staff do less research than us Why are you asking Nancy Pelosi what the sticking points are? We just told you the six fucking sticking points. Do you think in a fucking five minute interview, the bitch while he's sitting there trying to put her feet to the fire like he's some kind of gotcha journalist? Wolf Blitzer can go fuck right off. And so can CNN, quite frankly. And she's right. They are fucking Republican apologists. Quit trying to act like you're a middle of the road, unbiased journalist
1: Wolf Blitzer. Okay. And now it's time for our weekly segment entitled Close Your Legs to White Supremacy. now it's time for our weekly segment called close your legs to white supremacy america is in the middle of a racial reckoning and not only are we here for it we are committed to talking about it every week indefinitely until social and racial justice are served
3: okay so if you're one of our regular 14 listeners you know that ruth bader ginsburg died and left a vacancy on the supreme court which donald trump is currently filling If you don't know much about the Gator or you just can't remember why she's so fucking awesome, then we're gonna need you to turn this off immediately and go listen to our episode from September 22nd called Viva La Gator. She did so much for civil rights for all Americans, not just women, and that's what makes
1: her replacement on the Supreme Court so important and profound. The Supreme Court has nine members. They are members for life, and they are appointed by the president and voted on by the Senate. They only leave the office if they die or voluntarily retire. The point of having nine lifelong justices is so that there's a balance of power. It is unlikely that one party would dominate the Senate and the presidency for nine decades. And for many, many, many years, that system kind of worked. There were four liberalist judges and four conservative-ish judges and one moderate-ish judges. <laughs> it's a sliding scale and whatever, you know, but you get the point. It was always flawed because they were mostly men and mostly white. And even when they weren't men, they were still mostly white. And even when they weren't white, they were mostly white supremacists. <laughs> but regardless, black people and women and even gay people have managed to eke out some rights over the course of the existence of the Supreme Court. But saying that Democrats have dropped the ball with the Supreme Court is a motherfucking understatement. The Supreme Court controls all of our
3: rights that aren't in the constitution. Voting, marriage, our bodies, custody of our children, custody of our deceased family members, who we have sex with, how we have sex, age of consent, age to drink, age to drive, our right to vote. Until 1967, it was illegal for a black person to marry a white person, 1967. I know we've told you this before, but just to put that in perspective, The Beatles had already done six studio albums by 1967. They were on Sgt. Peppers by 1967, and it was still illegal for black people and white people to marry each other by the time Sgt. Peppers came out. That is outrageous. The fact is, every non-religious civil right that has been won by a Supreme Court decision was put forth by a Democratic judge. And any right that has been taken away, including those that were already won, like the ones in the Voting Rights Act, were always taken away
1: by conservative judges. Shocking. And we're about to get another one. The Republicans have chosen an ultra-religious and conservative judge named Amy Coney Barrett to replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg they chose her because she has three names yeah uh, what's the deal with she's that? She's a woman and she's three names so she's perfect the process yeah what about no <laughs> soda S- S- sotomayor doesn't is no that, but it's three it, syllables so yeah. that fits too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the process for electing a supreme court judge is that there's a week of hearings before the senate judiciary committee and then at the end of the hearings the entire senate votes to confirm the nominee the republicans own the majority in the senate so amy coney barrett already knows that she's in Short of career suicide or actual suicide, there's very little that she or anyone else can do at this point. So, we're going to tell you a little bit about her and then play you some pertinent clips from the hearing so that you're all informed and standing tall with your heads firmly above ground, walking into the election in November and into 2021 and beyond.
3: And just remember, Amy Corney Barrett (laughs) is going to be on the Supreme Court for all of her life. And in every situation where human beings are not given or afforded equal rights, From death row to sorority row, it's because of the Supreme Court. So Amy Corney Barrett is not just a harmless Catholic Karen with Christian values and seven kids who wishes us all well. No, what she is is a white supremacist Republican judge who represents a very real and very tangible threat to our fucking rights. So let's hear about this living, breathing,
1: existential threat to our freedom. Okay, so this bitch... Amy, uh, as my therapist says, Connie Barrett. (laughs) He says Connie instead of Corny? Uh huh. He said, Is it Connie? I was like, It is Connie. Before we get into her personal biography, I'm just going to tell you right off the bat. She is on the record as being against civil rights such as a woman's right to choose an abortion for any reason, the right to a physician assisted suicide for terminally ill patients the right to fertility treatments such as IVF for families who can't get pregnant the right to same-sex marriage for gay people the right to vote easily and safely for all people regardless of race, socioeconomic status, or religion the right to equal pay regardless of race, sexual orientation, or gender the right to fair housing regardless of race, sexual orientation, or gender the right to a fair trial regardless of race the right to being presumed innocent regardless of race and the right to not being hunted and stalked by law enforcement and subsequently killed regardless of race. And if you don't believe me, look it up, look all of it up. She's on the record with all of it. She's been a federal judge for three years and she was a law professor and lawyer before that. She has many, many decisions and opinions on decisions on the record. And we have the clips from the hearing where they brought up her record and it was pretty clear where she stands.
3: Now, That's not to say that she won't vote fairly when she's there, depending on the case. And to be clear, I'm an accelerationist. (laughs) I'm of the mind that whatever terrible shit is on the horizon, let's just do it and get it over with and be done with it, okay? Like Trump, look at all the amazing and incredible so there's that's that have come from the last four years. So I'm like, good, let this bitch take away a woman's right to choose. Let her take away gay marriage. Let her vote that Trump doesn't have to leave the White House if he loses the election by a close call if even one one of those things happen people will riot in the streets (laughs) like it's berlin in 1989 honey they will tear down the fucking white house and everything around it and you know what if that happens the religious right and the republicans who exploit it will lose even more of their white supremacy and they'll lose even more of their control over this country There are white men who call themselves Republicans, like my dad, who aren't religious. There are actually a lot of them. And they don't want to be controlled by a religious agenda. And that's what she fucking has. A religious agenda. And you know what? That's what Neil Gorsuch has too. If you don't know, Neil Gorsuch is another religious-ass Supreme Court judge that the Republicans forced on us during Trump. And also, that's what Brett fucking Kavanaugh has. Yet another religious Supreme Court judge, courtesy of the Trump Republicans. If those three ever make their fucking religious agenda obvious to the white male Republicans who are fooled right now, they will lose them. Yeah.
1: Well, we have no choice but to wait and see and hope for the best. Oh, God. <sighs> so this bitch, Amy Corney Barrett. She's a conservative judge serving on the Federal Court of Appeals. She was a law clerk for the former Supreme Court Justice Anton Scalia. <laughs> That's right. There, there were two of them. Anton, <laughs> and they were a steakhouse. <laughs> and they died at the same time. <laughs> and she was one of the finalists to replace Anthony Kennedy, but she lost that spot to Brett Kavanaugh interesting little fun fact little fun fact because a rapist will always win over a woman and a man who doesn't want you to get an abortion (laughs) that's right she was put on the map by california senator diane feinstein who said to her during her confirmation hearing to the appellate court in 2017 quote the dogma lives loudly within you the dogma senator feinstein is talking about is catholicism Amy Corney Barrett is a lifelong ambitious Catholic who took advantage of every protection that religious extremism affords you. A person never has to seem racist or sexist or homophobic or xenophobic if they have religion to hide behind. Amy Corney Barrett knew this, and to give herself even more protection for her bigoted views, and make no mistake, that's what they are, bigoted. But she's never had to apologize for her bigotry or even speak to it because she adopted two children from Haiti. And though that's a beautiful and generous thing, it was also self-serving. With those adoptions, she insulated herself from accusations of white supremacy, racism, and xenophobia, all in one fell swoop. Regardless of what she does on the record as a lawyer, as a teacher, or as a judge, those two kids make it so no one can ever call her out for what she is, a complete and utter bigot.
3: Paloop. And with that, we commence with the clips, so you can listen and judge, no pun intended for yourselves Uh so in the first clip senator amy klobuchar from minnesota asks amy corney to define what she calls super precedents okay apparently super precedents are precedents that have been decided by the supreme court which are set in stone and are in no danger of being changed or reversed let's say so things like interracial marriage and women's suffrage aren't up for discussion as opposed to a woman's right to choose in gay marriage, which can be taken away at any moment. And the funny thing is, if you think about it, they weren't super precedents until they were. <laughs> you know what I mean? They weren't... Uh-huh. They didn't... It wasn't just immediately allowed, and now it's become a super precedent. It was...
1: <laughs> also, super precedent is not... That's like a... It's almost like a made-up thing. Yeah. It's not... Like a, that's super not, it's, not in a le- it's not in a law book. Is it not? A super precedent is not in the... It's not... um I didn't know, but that's like in the Talmud. That's like a thing that rabbis would say, like it's this, it's this, it's this. It's it's something you've. And she's
3: actually scholars like, okay, well, have made they, up. But no one's fighting for that, so we don't. That's not an issue anymore. Well, we'll just let
7: Amy Corney show you herself.
2: Is Roe a super precedent?
7: How would you define super precedent?
2: I I I actually I might. Uh, thought someday I'd be sitting in that chair. I'm not. I'm up here, so I'm asking okay, you. Well, people so.
7: use super precedent differently. Okay. The way that it's used in the scholarship and the way that I was using it in the article that you're reading from was to define cases that are so well settled that no political actors and no people seriously push for their overruling. And I'm answering a lot of questions about Roe, which I think indicates that Roe doesn't fall in that category. And scholars across the spectrum, say, that doesn't mean that Roe should be overruled. But descriptively, it does mean that it's a ca- not a case that everyone has accepted and doesn't call for its overruling. I don't okay, think Okay, so
2: here's, what, here's what's interesting to me. You said that Brown is, and I know my time is running out, is a super precedent. That's something uh, the Supreme Court has not even said, but you have said that. So if you say that, why won't you say that about Roe v. Wade, a case that the court's controlling opinion in that Planned Parenthood v. Casey case, has described as a super precedent. That's what I'm trying to figure out.
7: Um, well, Senator, I can just give you the same answer that I just did. I'm using a term in that article that is from the scholarly literature. It's actually one that was developed by scholars who are, you know, certainly not conservative scholars who take a more progressive approach to the Constitution. And again, you know, as as Richard Fallon from Harvard said, Roe is not a super precedent because calls for its overruling have never ceased, but that doesn't mean that Roe should be overruled. It just means that it doesn't fall on the small handful of cases like Marbury versus Madison and Brown versus the board that no one questions anymore.
2: Is United States Virginia military? Is that super precedent? Mm
7: -hmm. Senator Klobuchar, if you continue to ask Questions about super precedents that aren't on the list of the super precedents that I discussed in the article that are well acknowledged in the constitutional law literature. Every time you ask the question, I will have to say that I
1: can't grade it.
2: Okay. Well, I am then left with looking at the tracks of your record and where it leads the American people.
1: Yeah, apparently it's going to lead to us losing our right to marriage, losing our right to choose, and losing our right to vote. The point is.
3: They know there's no way in a fucking cold goddamn hell they're gonna go and reverse Brown versus the Board of Education. And there isn't a scholar on the planet, because we're gonna use that term very specifically, <laughs> who thinks Roe versus Wade should be reversed. The only people looking to reverse that are religious fucking insane zealots, that's it.
1: Now, Senator Mazie Hirono from Hawaii isn't gay, and that's okay. But thing is, there are no gay people on the Senate Judiciary Committee. And similarly to how there were never any black members of the Senate Judiciary Committee until 2017, when Cory Booker and Kamala Harris got elected, gay people depend on non-gay people to look out for our rights in these hearings because we don't have any representation in them. And all of the Democratic members of the committee brought up gay rights in one form or another. But it was Senator Mazie Hirono who really ripped Amy Corney a new asshole. Looks can't kill, but slow clap for the homicidal eyes of Maisie Hirono, who gave it her best effort. Not once, but
0: twice, you use the term sexual preference to describe those in the LGBTQ community. And let me make clear, sexual preference is an offensive and outdated term. It is used by anti LGBTQ activists to suggest that sexual orientation is a choice. It is not. Sexual orientation is a key part of a person's identity. That sexual orientation is both a normal expression of human sexuality and immutable, was love a that. key part I love that. of the majority's mm-hmm. opinion in Obergefell, which, by the way, Scalia did not agree with. So if it is your view that sexual orientation is merely a preference, as you noted, then the LGBTQ community should be rightly concerned whether you would uphold their constitutional right to marry.
7: I I would like to just make a quick follow on to some of Senator Hirono's comments. one, I can't comment or grade existing precedent. And I want to be clear that the point of doing that is not to say whether I agree or disagree with it. It's not to implicitly signal we can that tell, I do disagree with it. But we can tell. It's designed to be neutral. So in and saying you worked that I with couldn't Antonin opine Scalia, whether Obergefell who disagreed was with gay right or decided or not, right. he objected I was to that certainly case. not indicating disagreement with it. The point of not answering was to simply say, it's inappropriate for me to say a response. We know your answer. You've written about it. And the second point was to say that I certainly didn't mean and you know would never mean to use a term that would cause any offense in the LGBTQ community so if
1: no you're I too did, calculated for that I believe that. that
7: I simply meant to she's be way too fucking calculated to holding with respect to same-sex marriage
1: now we wouldn't be highlighting a senate judiciary hearing if we didn't give you senator and soon-to-be vice president Kamala Harris she Skyped in from the campaign trail to devour Amy Corny, and all I have to say is that the bitch is lucky Kamala Harris wasn't there in person because she'd be nothing but a chewed up carcass laying by the side of the fucking Capitol building. Here she is getting backed into a corner by Kamala Harris on climate change.
2: Do you accept that COVID-19 is infectious?
7: Um, I I think, yes, I do accept that COVID-19 is infectious, that that's something of which I feel like, you know, we could say you take judicial notice of. It's an obvious fact. Yes. Do you accept that smoking causes cancer? I'm not Mm. sure exactly where you're going with this. It depends on how much I'm being being paid. (laughs) The question question is what it is. You can answer it if you believe Oh, bitch. (laughs) Senator Harris, yes, every package of cigarettes warns that smoking causes cancer.
2: And, they taste and so do you good. believe that climate change is happening and is threatening um, the air we breathe and the water we drink?
7: Um, Senator, again, I was wondering where you were going with that. Um, you have asked me a series of questions like that are completely uncontroversial, like whether COVID-19 is infectious, whether smoking causes cancer, and then trying to analogize that to eliciting an opinion on me that is a very contentious matter, opinion from me that is on a very contentious matter of public debate and do you believe adam, adam and eve made cain and abel in, in the garden of eden public policy especially one that is politically controversial because that's inconsistent with the judicial role as i have explained
2: hey, thank you thank you judge barrett and and you've made your point clear that you believe it's a debatable
1: point oh good one oh
2: god just amazing,
1: amazing. that and you know what in, in the 1960s and the 1970s whether smoking caused cancer or not would have also been a controversial yep. point. It would have been extremely controversial because let's not pretend that the tobacco industry didn't run this country. And so, so run a lot of it. Absolutely. But we've gotten to a point where there's just some undeniable facts that yeah. you just can't get away from. So now we're we have labels on cigarettes that say this is going to kill you so she has to say that and the fact that she's that's a, a Controversial thing about climate change
3: bitch You believe in fucking
1: Jesus. Uh. You're a tool. You're an absolute tool You be, you believe in the Pope They're fucking child sex ring and you're a goddamn asshole If you're not seeing a pattern yet, then you will after this clip Here's Amy Klobuchar asking her about whether or not she would consider voter intimidation unlawful spoiler alert Voter intimidation of any kind Is definitely illegal
2: Okay, Last week a contractor from outside Of my state of Minnesota Started recruiting poll watchers With special forces experience Mm -hmm. To protect Polling (laughs) locations in my state This was clear voter intimidation Similar efforts are going on Around the country She's Uh, so irritated (laughs) She's just hitting the table She's so irritated Massive voter fraud So as a result of his claims People are Trying to get poll watchers, special forces people, to go to the polls. Judge Barrett, under federal law, is it illegal to intimidate voters at the polls?
7: Senator Klobuchar, I can't um, characterize the facts I in the hypothetical situation. I can't. Situation, Senator Klobuchar, tell you the lie. You can't apply <laughs> the law. You, the you the I law? can only decide cases She asked as if it was illegal. It was federal law. <laughs> on a full record, after fully
2: engaging
1: I have to hear all to kinds of things I have to hear opinions so I have to talk to my law clerks like
2: Okay well I'll make I'll make it easier 18 USC 594 outlaws anyone who intimidates threatens coerces or attempts to intimidate I'll make it easier for you. or coerce any other Pretend person Pretend I'm your law clerk it's illegal interfering yeah, with the right I mean. of such other person to vote this is a law that has been on the books Why is for that decades. controversial for you? Do you think a reasonable person would feel intimidated by the presence of armed civilian groups at the polls?
7: I'm not sure whether to say it's eliciting a legal opinion from me because the reasonable person standard, as you know, is one common in the law or just an opinion as a citizen but it's not something really that's appropriate for me to What do they want on? only religious okay. people
3: to vote? Only Catholic people? <sighs> only people who believe in Jesus or or you know or who have been fucking baptized? Is that the only who who've done holy communion? Like who, who's allowed to vote in her fucking eyes? Like I can't stand it. I can't fucking
1: stand it. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 unclear. Really, it's very I unclear. I think we know. Well, yeah, you're right. Well, another issue that shouldn't require a president? The peaceful transfer of power from one president to another. Yet Senator Cory Booker from New Jersey is having to ask her where she stands on an issue that shouldn't be an issue.
4: Do you believe that every president should make a commitment, unequivocally and resolutely, to the peaceful transfer of power?
7: Senator Booker. Senator, (laughs) that seems to Uh, me to be... Pulling me in a little bit into this. You're pulling question me close of to you, Senator <laughs> <President laughs> Booker. That he would not uh. peacefully leave office. And so, to the extent that this is a political controversy right now, as a judge, I want to stay I, out of it and I don't want to express a view on.
4: So, Judge, I, I appreciate you what you've said about respecting our founding fathers, about the originalism. It's remarkable that we're at a place right now that this is becoming a question and a topic, but I'm asking you. In light of our founding fathers, in light of our traditions, in light that everyone who serves in that office has sworn an oath where they, quote, swear to preserve and protect and defend the Constitution of the United States, I'm just asking you, should a president commit themselves, like our our founding fathers, I think, have a clear intention.
7: Yeah, you're an
3: originalist.
4: the grace that George Washington showed to the peaceful transfer of power, is that something that presidents should be able to do?
7: well one of the beauties of america from the beginning of the republic is that we have had peaceful transfers of power and that disappointed voters have accepted the new leaders that come into office and that's not true in every country and i think it is part of the genius of our constitution and the good faith and goodwill of the american people that we haven't had the situations that have arisen in so many other countries where there have been, um, where those issues have
4: been present. Thank you, Your
1: Honor.
7: I mean, if you guys aren't, I know
3: we're talking over these clips, but if you're not just about ready to smash your coffee mug at work, at your desk, (laughs) or in your house, on your Zoom meeting, over your fucking head, I don't Mm. even know. (laughs) So lastly, being that this segment Mm. is called Close Your Legs to White Supremacy, we felt it pertinent to include at least one clip from the many where race came up. Now, this is Senator Dick Durbin from Illinois asking Amy Corney about her stance on racism as she calls herself an originalist, which you heard in the last clip, which means that in her judgeship, so to speak, she likes to stick as close to the original Constitution as she can in her judgments and shit. Turns out, sweetie, the rich white male supremacists who wrote the fucking Constitution didn't care about inherent bias in the justice system They didn't care about police brutality or voter suppression or housing discrimination or workplace discrimination. So while it's neat that you have two adopted black children from Africa, your desire to stand by the 250-year-old rules made up by white male slave owners is a bit fucking troubling.
1: (laughs) And much like the Bible, if you want to say you're an originalist and you want to stick to the words, you don't get to decide which words you now don't like and which words you do.
6: I'd like to ask you, as an originalist who obviously has a passion for history, I can't imagine that you could separate the two, to reflect on the history of this country. Where are we today when it comes to the issue of race? Some argue it's fine. Everything's fine, and you don't have to even teach children about the history of slavery or discrimination. Others say there is implicit bias in so many aspects of American life that we have to be very candid about and address. Others go further and say, no, it's systemic racism that's built into America and we have to be much more pointed in our, our, our addressing it. How do you feel?
7: so So senator durbin i think it is an entirely (laughs) uncontroversial (laughs) and obvious statement given as we just talked about the george floyd video that racism persists in our country as to putting my finger on the nature of the problem you know whether as you say it's just outright or systemic racism or how to tackle the the issue of making it better those things you know are policy questions. They're hotly contested policy uh, questions that have been in the news and discussed all summer. So while, you know, as I did share my personal experience, I'm very, you know, happy to discuss the, the reaction our family had to the George Floyd video, giving broader statements or making, you know, broader diagnoses about the problem of racism is kind of beyond what I'm capable of doing as a judge.
6: Well, I, I would doubt that. I just don't believe you can be as passionate about originalism and the history behind language that we've had for decades, if not centuries, without having some thought about where we stand today. But I'm not going to press you on that.
3: Super excited that someone that can't take a stance on racism oh, yeah. is um, going to be in the Supreme Court. <laughs> now it's time for So There's That. All right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a. So there's that moment that's happening because of or in spite of our piece of shit president, the diarrhea toilet Republicans, and the corona crazy culture war that we are all responsible for. She hates doing it, but I'm not letting her quit because right now we seriously need it. I mean, we listen to so many clips, I feel like I'm talking like her. I hear Amy Corney Barrett as myself talking to myself. <laughs> And because of that, I, in particular, need to hear an uplifting story called America's turned into a racist, gerrymandering, (laughs) religiously oppressive piece of trash, and it's all Mark Zuckerberg's fucking fault. Is that the name of your so there's that, (laughs) ma'am? God damn
1: it. I wish it was. (laughs) I wish it was. Well, this week was once again impossible. (laughs) I am reeling from the Supreme Court tragedy play, and I am really feeling stuck in a Jewish negativity hole. And I won't believe in anything until Kamala Harris is the president. That's right. I mean, Joe Biden. I mean, <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> and probably, like everyone listening, I really wanted to find a So There's That that brought it the fuck home. Like, that was undeniable. That mu- much like how we feel about the election, we need a landslide. We need a landmine. We need a mushroom cloud, a World War nuclear explosion of Get the fuck out of the White House, Trump! And all of your cockroach, shit eating, cowardly, power mongering fear eaters, too. Well, that didn't seem to hit the room very well. (laughs) Until then, we have to hold each other and wrap each other up in the warm, warm blanket of the new data telling us that Democrats are showing up to the polls in historic numbers. Is it Democrats or everyone? Well, mostly it's more Democrats. That's the thing. That's a fact. That's a fact. Mm, That's awesome. More than 26 million people have already oh my god voted. it was 18 million yesterday it's 26 million people today and that's more than six times the number of ballots cast in 2016 by I mean, the same point so at okay. the same point where we were in 2016 six six times more people have voted And though it's early voting and will possibly all be put through a shredder by the corrupt GOP, who, as we know in California, are apparently allowed to put up fake ballot boxes and our state isn't doing anything about it. Let's not forget they threw a
3: burning newspaper into one of the drop off boxes and set it on fire and burned all the ballots up. This is in California. Like, right. I can't if that shit's happening in California, which is blue to the core. I can't even don't even want to know what's going on in like Kentucky and shit
1: in general, the only people in any competition who feel the need to cheat are those who feel that they are going to lose. Boop. <laughs> now the level the democratic party, however, is on top of this is actually quite soothing. That's a whole other topic. Um, This is the good news. Democrats account for the majority of the votes already tabulated and though most Republicans will vote the day of because they're not scared of the pandemic and also think that the blood of Christ is going to wash them over the finish line. This Jew is here to tell you we killed him once and we can do it again. (laughs) Just kidding. We didn't kill him. He didn't exist. Just kidding. Oh, it's all good, whatever your beliefs. Okay, if you're offended by blasphemy, your faith isn't that strong. So let's keep it moving. According to... Amy
3: Corney, would be offended. Amy,
1: and I hope she is. I'm offended. The Pope hides pedophiles. According to several sources and this NPR article... 52% 52% of the ballots cast are by Democrats And most of those are people 50 or older now this would indicate That come election day it's going to be the under 50s who show up with their masks And backpacks filled with snacks ready To go to a waiting war We also still have a full
3: week Left before even our early voting Starts right so it's That's only this is only in states that have Already California hasn't or Southern California Around us hasn't started early voting yet, right
1: so. so the feeling is good Even though the amount of people and the level of voter suppression the Republicans are trying feels scary and depressing, the numbers show that we're coming out and no matter what games they try, no matter what they try and burn in the box, we're going to overcome. And as long as the actual votes are counted, we are going to win. And the best news of all is that swing states, such as Wisconsin, 71% of the voter turnout has gone for Biden. Well, Wisconsin was never a swing state until fucking Trump. Well, right. Well now it's a swing yeah. state. So we're gonna swing does, it right back and yes, close the door. It's getting swung yeah. back. And as we know, Texas is is being heavily fought for. And at in this moment, it's it's the 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 blue turn looks good. Now it's too soon, obviously, and the lesson learned from twenty sixteen is we absolutely cannot be comfortable until Trump concedes. But as of now, we need to get our communal energy out of the gutter and the garbage dump. And I have to take my own advice, of course. God knows, my own negativity will sink this ship. But in addition to all of us holding our chins up and keeping our eyes open during this roller coaster ride, we have the physical numbers. The numbers are in our favor. It is being reflected in the polls. Wisconsin is already turning. Texas looks like it can turn. And swing by swing by swing by swing by swing, the door will be swung and shut. If things keep moving forward the way they're being projected, President Kamala Harris is on the horizon. I mean, I mean Joe <laughs> Biden. So there's that. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Pandemic Politics.
3: Thank you guys for listening. We love you all so much, and we are so grateful for all 14 of you, especially now. I know you hear it all the time, but please consider joining our Patreon podcast if you haven't yet. It's $1 for one podcast a week and $2 for two podcasts a week. They're both an hour, and even though they can definitely be hit or miss as far as content, there's no ads and there's no politics. you think you were fucking sick of... Hearing us rant and rave about Amy Corny? Well, you don't have to do that on the Patreon. It's just us pulling shit out of our asses and discussing it. You might find it soothing to listen to something with no structure or consistency, but if nothing else, you'll be distracted from your own life thinking how annoying and insufferable
1: and tone deaf we are. That's right. This week on our first Patreon, we talked about the haunting of Bly Manor and why it was horror average. And on our second bonus Patreon, we read haikus from Rosie O'Donnell's website from 2016. And I was so inspired by her that I wrote one of my own called Traction Levers." It sounds like a hot mess, and it is. <laughs> but right now it's important that we all spend a part of every day plugged in and paying attention and contributing to the fight for social and racial equality in whatever way that means to you. But it's also important to set aside a little time to disconnect and do something harmless and mindless. And there's nothing more mindless than our Patreon podcast. So if you want to try it out, just go to Patreon.com slash Dumb Gay Politics and scroll down to the episode from September 11th, which is unlocked and free to listen to.
3: Yeah, but you'll have to join if you want to hear uh, the haiku called Traction Levers. <laughs> and I... I can really say it's I think it's worth joining to hear (laughs) and as always it's been real and it's been fun but
1: mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb and corny it's been corny it's been very corny yeah
5: how'd you do I see you've met my faithful handyman he's just a little broad dine because when you knocked he thought you were the candy man We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet Transvestite, From transsexual Transylvania (laughs) Why don't you stay for the night Night. Or maybe a bite I could show you my favorite obsession I've been making a man With blonde hair and a tan And he's good for a living man I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania (laughs) I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania